Hi everybody, welcome to Trading Conversations. You are here, my friend, because you believe that profitable trading is one of the most efficient ways to attain financial freedom and can be achieved as long as you are willing to put in the hard work to develop your trading competency. Our goal with this show is to introduce you to the traders who have dug through the trenches and emerged at the other end. From the sharing of their trading stories, strategies, workflow, and best practices, I hope to help you shorten your learning curve as you embark on your journey towards trading mastery. Today's guest is the founder of Quants Solutions, a Malaysian-based company that aims to be one of the best trading solutions provider for both institutions and retail traders in Southeast Asia region. With his destination as a Certified Financial Technician CFTE, by the International Federation of Technical Analysts and also as a full member of world-renowned Society of Technical Analysts, MSTA. Our guest today is a highly sought-after speaker in Malaysia and is a regular speaker at the Kuala Lumpur Stock Exchange. As a full-time trader who has coached more than 1,500 new traders over the years, I'm sure he has plenty of stories to share with us today on how to navigate the market and to build up the competency to become a profitable trader. With that, please join me to welcome Azon Konstantin, the founder of Quants Solution. Hey Azon, thanks for joining me in this episode of Trading Conversations. Hey, once again, hi Philip. I'm so excited right here for this interview. And in fact, I'm so excited actually to meet you right here on this interview. For me, you are the Asian Jack Swagger, you know. Traders. In fact, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for inviting me right here. Wow, well, thanks so much for the nice words. Uh, if I can be the uh, Asian version of Jack Swagger, I mean, you are. I'll be really, you really are happy. <laughs> well, well, you, you know what? I, you know, I've been uh, scouring the internet and YouTube for a Malaysian-based trader and trust me, it's not an easy thing to do. And uh, to find, <laughs> yeah. to interview and your name seems to pop up quite often in the various mm. channels. So it seems like you've been doing a great job, uh, not just running your personal trading business, but also adding value to the Malaysian trading community by helping them become the best trader they can possibly become. Now, while you are probably a highly recognized trading personality in Malaysia, I'm quite sure that many of our audiences who are based in Singapore and other parts of this region might not have heard about how you started your trading journey. So I think it will be really great if we can start off this interview by chatting a little bit about your past. Um, can, can you share with us how you actually yeah. started your trading journey and when was that first occasion that you were introduced to the financial markets? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just want to share with you a little bit about my journey. Back in year 2007, uh, that was uh, the time when I was uh, working as a chemical engineer. By profession, I was a former chemical engineer. And uh, during that time, back in 2007, I used to hear this one audio, Philip. I'm not, I'm not sure whether you know about this audio. It's by Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Cash Flow Quadrant. So in that audio, is always talking about, you know, there's, uh, you know, employees, self-employed, and then there's a business and investor. So he continued mentioning about if you want to be successful, if you're looking for freedom, you have to switch your quadrant, uh, you know, from employee to business owner or investor. So I've been keep on listening to that audio for one year. Seriously, for one year, every single day, I turn on that CD. During that time, it's CD. Nowadays, it's called USB already. You can use microphone or Bluetooth. But I keep on listening that one to reprogram myself. How actually do rich become rich? Because in my family, nobody talk about 
money that much. You're talking about money seems like taboo at home. So I get a chance to know a Robbie Kiyosaki program and it's mentioning about investing. So I was thinking about investing in what? I have no idea. So is it stocks or whatever? I have no idea exactly what financial instrument is all about. But the reason why I changed into financial market is because there's something happened to me when I was working as a chemical engineer. Uh, that is a big wake up call for me. In fact, what happened during at a time is while I was in the mill, as you know, so, uh, you know, servicing my clients, they used to be my very big client. So what happened at the time is actually, there's one part on that area that thank is blow up, is explode. So it happened at the time is I forgot to my little screw, my little uh, Allen key at the time. So I'm asking one of the guys to have a look on my, my equipment. So I went about five minutes to look for my equipment, uh, my, my key at the time and the thing explode. So that was a wake up call for me. Like, look, I was highly paid chemical engineer at the time. And just imagine, I, my life is just like, can be gone just like that. So what happened to my friend at the time is actually he had a 45% uh, second degree burn at the time. But that is already a wake up call. Like, look, I know that I'm gonna get high paid job for this, but anything can happen in that meal. So that's a wake up call for me. So I got about one week trauma at a time and I decided like, what should I do right now? Uh, you know, it's a wake up call. I should explore more things about my life. So during at a time, I'm, I love to, you know, I love motivation program. I love Tony Robbins program. You, you name all the motivation program. I love motivation program and I love to teach people. But when I was working as engineer, I'm not able to do that. So what happened to me is at the time is I decided to quit my job. It's crazy enough. I decided to quit my job and start to explore on my, the other side. So I venture into entrepreneurship at the time. So I involved in a small little e-learning company during the time back in 2008 and 2009. So I start to involve in, you know, teaching people like, you know, how to pass science, how to pass, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, in terms of um, mathematics using a smart, fun learning computer at the time. So it's actually more about edutainment, uh, edutainment at the time. But what I mean actually also at the time is actually how people make money in, uh, you know, in the market. So at the time, Robert Kiyosaki mentioned about he make money a lot in properties. So actually, there's so many ways that you can make money, properties or investment. So I begin with start with investment uh, in properties. Sorry. So I begin with the property at the time and look actually how buy and sell. So I'm helping my family at the time to buy and sell. So we buy a piece of real estate, nice price, we sell it, buy low and sell high. Pretty much straightforward deal. But what happened at the time is actually when we got the for, for our family at the time. So we have one question, how actually to protect this money and how actually how to grow up this money. So one day, one of my friends from CIMB Bank, which is at the time is a CIMB principal, is an asset management. Uh, she's a manager there at the time. So she called me up to say, hey, Zon, why not that you take some of your family investment and put it here? So I said, what is this? And he said, this is called the unit trust. I said, <laughs> I say, I say, what is that? He said, you trust. I say, can I trust? He said, yeah, you can, uh, because we have the rating. We have the five-star rating. Look at this amount. So I have no idea how to read those, those papers. I'm not sure whether this happened to you, but I begin with that level first. I say, do you need trust? Okay, so how, how does it work? So you just put your money here. Next five years, you're going to get this. Rule 72, if you put here long, you're going to double it. So I say, wow, I think I'm going to discuss with my family, you know, 
you know, to put money on right here in the, in the unit trust. So it happened to be, what happened to, to, to my dad, to my father at the time is actually he already put some of his money in, in unit trust at the time. And of course, I'm going to tell you that not all agents, but some of agents just desperately want to sell you the unit trust and, you know, just put you into, uh, you know, a simply any kind of a package. And what happened to my father investment at the time is really went down. The market is really like, you know, it's the wrong pack basically. But again, they will say that, you know, everything have a risk, right? Everything have a risk. So there's a small print that, you know, your capital might be, you know, affected. So at the time, my father, I think his capital is down almost like 20% at the time. So he was like, not happy. Uh, what is this unit trust is all about? So my friend told me that actually, hey, actually there's so many ways that you can put your money in, you know, unit trust. So we will show with you that this package is going to be good. So what happened is actually I went into the unit trust. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not just only going to put my money here. I want to learn this industry. I want to attend any program. So my friends say, okay, why not you attend this exam? I say, yeah, I want to attend this exam because I say I want to know where the money flow. So I went to exam and take it and eventually I get, uh, you know, uh, my license in unit trust. I was studying at the time, so helping my family at the time. And uh, I have several uh, clients as well at the time asking me a question like, hey, what are, what are you doing? I say, recently um, our family put money right here in this unit trust and in fact that this year is really grow. So at the time, uh, our investment at the time grow with this particular unit trust is actually is about eight to 10% per, per annum. And it go as high on the next couple of years, about 15, uh, 15%. Uh, so we put somewhere around 600,000 at the time. So within just a couple of years, the 600,000 grow to 1 million. So this unit trust package right here, Philip, I'm telling you, this is very aggressive. Five-star rating is, is quite good. This fund manager did a really good job. But at the time, I'm not really sure actually I'm just thinking like unit trust is okay. It's a, you know, it's a basket of everything, you know? So in fact, during the time I'm asking while I'm become the, you know, the agency supervisor in that particular unit trust, I'm asking the question, I say, where actually this money go? Uh, I really want to know where, where this money go. How, how actually it can grow. I want to know. I'm so excited. And they say that we put in the stock market. I say, what is that? <laughs> stock market. Unit trust is actually related to stock market. Um, and you have no idea at all. I say, I have no idea at all. I mean, I'm, okay. I say, where, where you put this money? I mean, which, 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 which place you put this money? Is the Malaysian stock market or you put in Singaporean stock market? Uh, you know, Jakarta or I don't know where. They say, no, 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 no. No, China is going to be very good. So we're going to put the money right here in China. We're going to put the money in Hong Kong. We're going to put in this couple of uh, company and we have our benchmark right here, right there. I say, hold on. You mean stock market is the key? They say, yes. I say, I want to know about the stock market. They say, no, we deal in unit trust. You don't have to know about the stock market. Our fund manager, <laughs> our fund manager will do the job. Your job is actually just, you know, just, you know, introduce a client and, you know, your job is settled, you know? I say, no, so, no, no, so, no, no, so, no, Can I just stop okay. you for a while? So you were actually helping to sell the unit trust at a point in time? Okay. At the time, it's actually, I'm just due for my family. But, you know, my, I'm so good actually in promoting. <laughs> Whenever I think it's good, when my family get a result, I share with some of my clients. I say, look, this is what happened to, to my dad. And this, this investment is good. So I think this is, can go for, you know, so, for several years. And at the time, I, hey, why not? So I'm thinking like, why not? I mean, in, I'm, I get introduced and there's nothing wrong. I get a fee as well. I'm telling my client, if I introduce this to you, I get a fee from here. 
I got my commission from here. My client said, wow, you're so honest. You tell me that if you introduce, I get a, a commission. I say, yes, I get commission from this. They say, okay, since you introduce it, it's no problem, you get a commission. So during the time I was introducing, uh, you know, with several uh, you know, clients and I got a high rank quickly in a unit trust agency. From a just unit trust, I become agency supervisor. I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got to tell you honestly at the time, I was so good in introducing uh, clients at the time because at the time it's true that that package or that particular unit trust is really doing a good job. Really, really. I mean, that partner manager is really, I salute him. He did a fantastic job. He know how to hedge. Very good. But Philip, I got to tell you one thing. I still have no clue where the money go. Seriously, I still have no clue where the money go. But suddenly they talk about the stock market. I say, I want to know. Like, say for example, I say, the reason why people put their money in unit trust because they do not know what they're doing and they don't have time. So one of the biggest reasons is actually they do not know what they're doing. So that's why they leave everything to the fund manager. And they just trust the manager. You're right. And they just trust the manager. So of course, when this, this time you go up, everybody happy. Of course, when they feel a little bit down, the client will be in a bit shaky. So you have to explain them, tell them it's okay. It's going to be for long term, you know, so something like that. So um, what happened at the time is I'm asking myself one question. What if, what if I have the knowledge and I have the time? Can I just actually buy certain stocks and actually get more than just 10% or 15%? So I start to ask this question already. How am I going to get started? So during the time in Malaysia, we have a security commission program at the time. So they invite all the you know, agency and unit trust agent at the time to attend this special program. And they specific, uh, specifically talk about stock market alone. So I say, okay, this is my time. This is my time. I'm going to go there and I'm going to dig deeper. Actually, what exactly the stock market, how it actually run, where the company raised the fund. I want to know where the money go, how actually this thing going to go up. So during the time I, have, I met my first mentor at the time, his name is uh, Benny Lee. One of very fantastic guy. So that is the first time, Philip, I'm going to share with you. That's the first time I got to introduce technical analysis. The first time I see Bollinger Band. <laughs> Bollinger Band and uh, Bollinger Band and also Bollinger Band with. And, and people, uh, how many years ago was that when uh, that you was, were introduced to technical that was analysis? Back into, that was back in 2015. Okay. Just like about uh, four years ago. So I was mm. like, whoa. My mind is like, whoa, I mean, how how you do that? I mean, okay, I'm going to buy here. If the price is the indicator going to show here, if this in, the price is going to go here, I'm going to buy here, I'm going to sell here. I say, wow that what you call that again he said technical analysis i mean what is that <laughs> i mean the first time i heard about it i feel like i gotta tell you i have no idea the word is so yagan to me like technical analysis like i'm like what is this they say okay guys make it simple it's a price forecasting you just want to forecast the price and quickly my my you know my crazy thought begin like how many percent it can win you know we are normal people question how many percent it can be successful. I want to know, can, we, can I get about 95% successful? You know, with this price forecast, forecasting, can I get 95% a good result? And he looked at me at the eyes and he said, uh, no way. <laughs> so he was being honest with you. This one of the guy that he's just telling honest thing. He says that, no way. I'm going to tell you that if the technical analysis, it can give you something within 65% winning rate, you are great already. I say, what? 65% for engineer like me, uh-uh, it doesn't so good. 
But he said, look, trading, that's mind-blowing at the time. He said, trading is not about science. It's a little bit, but it's an art. Whew, that is actually, Philip, blow my mind. I said, is an, what? It's an art. It's an art. Not all the time that you need to trade. You see the certain setup, then only you trade. Then I asked him a question. I said, I said, okay, I mean, Benny, is it okay that we go out for one? I mean, like after this event, I just want to ask you a few questions. I mean, how you get started? So just like the question, I'm, I'm so excited because this is my chance actually, you know, there's a one thing is actually, if you want to be successful, you better learn from those who already make it and already learn it and you shortcut your process. So I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I love to learn from a good model, learn from a good mentor. I want to learn. I don't want to listen for those who say, ah, don't touch the stock market, it's not gonna work. Uh, don't touch trading, it's not gonna work. So I don't want to listen to them. I want to listen for those who are already successful and make it. So Benny told me a story that, first of all, he said that you don't want to hear this, but I tell you that I blew my first 50,000 ringgit, gone. He said, what? I said, how come? He said that actually I got the money actually for my college and then my parents sent me the money and that I'm not paying the fee. To my college and that I, I took that money he said that and now invest in Kuala Lumpur stock exchange and he went there and trade and you know what Philip he lose all the money seriously he, he lose all the money he have no idea what went wrong he thought that you know you just, you just can simply buy and went up and sell so he determined at the time I say okay I'm going to recover back this so he started to work in uh, one of the software company he become a salesman with determination that I'm going to get back this 50K. So he start back. It's not an easy process. Some of you probably go to a process that you blow up this, you may take three years to recover. Is that right, Philip? Uh, this this story that, you know, sometimes that those who don't want to tell, but this is the, what Benny told me the story. It took him a few years to recover. But when he managed to get back the money, 50K, and return back to the parents, he suddenly saw that what he become at the time, what method that he used constantly to generate that income. So, during that time, I got to introduce by him. And he mentioned one, one name. He said that if you want to go deeper, if you want to go deeper, because stock market is, is have two ways. One is actually you can invest. Another one actually you can trade. So ask yourself, are you an investor or you're a trader? I say, I'm not sure. I might be both. <laughs> I say, I might be both. Can I be both? He said, yes, you can be both. But you know, which one excites you more? I say that probably trading. I say, probably trading. I say, okay. If you want to know more about trading, there's one guy that you should learn from him. He's one of the guys that is only in Malaysia that have master in financial technical analysis. Go and meet Fred Tom. And at the time I say, <laughs> who is Fred Tom? I have no idea, never heard about him because I say I'm still very new uh, in, in this field. I say that, you just go buy this book. You know, it just went there and just find any good book. So I went to one of the bookstore and I saw one of the book. It stated there, you know, how the guy turned, uh, you know, uh, $11,000 to, you know, how many millions? I think about 18 millions at the time. So his name is Dan Zenger. I'm sure you heard about his name, right, Philip? Dan Zenger, the chart pattern traders. Mm. So he turned 11,000 to 20 plus million. So he's beginning with a chart pattern. I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy this book and I'm going to read it. So see how I'm going to start. So Chart pattern is actually one of the methods that has been used for 100 years. 100 years already, this forecasting method has been used. So chart pattern is actually, you can see a pattern of bullish or bearish. So I went and read it and trust me, during the first two days, I cannot stop 
reading this book. I keep on reading and reading and I said that, wow, this is called rounding bottom. Wow, this is called double bottom. And I quickly apply one of the methods right here to my stocks. And so I at that point in time, you started not, trading already or no? I've uh, started already trading at the time. I started already trading, but I started with a small amount at the time. Uh, uh, I began with a family amount, uh, account together. We start with 50,000. But at the time, uh, at the time, I look at the chart patterns at the time. And when, when I look at the book, I say, okay, this rounding bottom is stated that, you know, we break this resistance. Okay, there will be a little bit pullback. Then it's going to go up high. I say, you know what? I'm just going to trust this. I'm just going to trust this. If this trading going to, uh, you know, go wrong, I'm just going to cut in this level. Something that the risk that I can take. So I took the first trading pattern at the time, which is the rounding bottom. And there you go. I make my first 60% Philip, my first 60% profit from that just rounding bottom breakout alone. So chart pattern for me at the time is really, really like blew my mind. But of course, if you ask me a question, did I lose a bit money beforehand? I, I learned this, yes, I lose a little bit money during at the time. But I want to find myself which mentor that I can trust. So I bought this book already first, and then after that, I quickly call to the hotline of that academy called F1 uh, Trader Academy. So I say that, uh, is there any chance that, you know, you can come to my hometown right here to teach? And then they say that, how many of you? I say that we couple of us. I say, I'm going to invite several of my friends and uh, we are ready to learn from you, sir, for, for three days. And Mr. Fred said, okay, I'm very happy and I'm excited and I'm going to come to your hometown, which is my hometown is Kota Kinabalu Sabah. So he went to my hometown and see a bunch of the traders right here, so excited to learn from him. And I tell you what, Philip. The first time when he opened up his chapter, I got to tell you that he's really like a professor teaching technical analysis. It is so deep. It is so deep. He's teaching using a standard guideline of International Federation of Technical Analysis. What is, you know, chart patterns, what is. He tell everything in, in, during that trade. And of course, when, when technical analysis, I, I got to tell you that it's a very dry subject. So you need, you know, you need sometimes, you know, to digest in, you have to be, you know, obsessed into it. But during at the time, during at the time, uh, he, he, he shared with us like, okay, guys, I've been teaching this. I've been teaching that. I saw some of the, uh, you, some of you is like almost sleeping and almost yawning. How about like this? Let's jump into the trade. He said, let's jump into the trade. Oh, everybody's so excited at the time. Okay, let's uh, jump into the trade. I saw that you all, like, when I'm teaching, you all not paying attention. Is it too dry? He said, everybody said, yeah, so it's like, you know, university level, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Technical analysis, you have to go step by step to learn, to digest. So we said, okay, why not that I trade right now? Whoa. Then we said that, okay, let the traders, you know, show his, you know, his, his talent. So... At a time, during the time, he opened one of the chart. That is the future crude pump oil. Mm. So he looked at the time and he said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put 5,000 ringgit. Just put it there. Okay. And uh, I'm going to do my first target here and second target here. And if nothing went wrong, if, if everything went wrong, I'm going to put my stop loss. So we saw everything. He put his stop loss. He put his TP. He put TP2. He put TP3. And then he locked in and the trade went in. Whoa. I got to tell you that I'm so excited. I say, okay, what if he's wrong? Let's see how he's going to cut loss, <laughs> you know? So I'm more excited actually about how he cut loss if the trade went wrong. And I want to see, I want to see from the trades because just to let you know, Fred Tom is the 30 years experience in financial market. There's one time that he ever made 1 million per day profit. So I want to see actually how he trades. 
So he trade relaxing, so relaxed at the time. He said, I'm just going to put this money here. And he just said that, okay, I'm going to put the money here for a while. I'm just going to have my a cup of coffee for a while and I will be back soon. So he went out there and have a cup of coffee. And we all look at the chart like, okay, look, looks what's going on. And then a few minutes later on, we see 50 ringgit. And after that, 100 ringgit. And then that 500 ringgit. And then when he come back, he said that, oh, so what happened to my trade already? Did I lose money? So the question first he asked, did I lose money? Means, did I manage to handle the trade risk? So this is the way that I'm learn learning that this kind of trade is so different. He talked about lose first. He's not talking about profit first. So it's totally different mindset, Philip. So when I was meeting the other mentor, uh, the, before prior to, uh, to Mr. Fred, there's a few mentors that I met. Most of them is actually all talking about profit, profit, profit first. But this mentor is different. He's talking about what is my lose today. He began like, how much I lose today? So when he looked like, oh, seems like doesn't touch my stop loss. So let's see how much I make already. So during that time, he's already 500 ringgit. And he just flipped his call like, mm -hmm, not too bad. Just leave it there for a while. Let's go and have lunch. <laughs> and we all, one of my friends, I got to tell you, Philip, one of my friends, his mouth is like this, like, whoa, that is cool. That is cool. I want to be like that. I want to trade with just 5,000 ringgit. Now it's already 500. It's like 10% just within a couple of hours. My friend, suddenly his mouth is like open like this, Philip, like, oh. And I have to put his mouth like, okay, buddy, stay cool. Let's go and have lunch. And we went and had lunch and we, we come back. The whole trade, he closed with 1,100 uh, profit. So it's about like 20 plus percent ROI within short period of time. Boom! We're so excited. Like, wow, this is technical analysis is all about. So I got a chance to actually to learn from him. And one day he invited me like he's on, you know, that, you know, I need I need a very passionate, you know, uh, team, you know, to, to teach, to guide, you know, because you see now um, I need to take care of a little bit of my health right now because I've been teaching for the past 30 years, he mentioned. So I like to find a very, very good, you know, mentor and tutor. Would you like to be a tutor? But at the same time you become a tutor, I would like to teach you more about technical analysis. So for me at the time, it's like, wow, that is a great deal. So, mm, okay, why not? So. During a 2016, he invited me to be, uh, to be in the F1 Academy at the time, to go together with him while he's teaching me. He giving me all the tools and you know, the skills. He want me actually to empower other people because he said that in this world today, a lot of people want to trade, but they're looking for mentors. Just like me, I really, really want to trade and I'm looking for a mentor. Just like you, Philip, somebody, you know, really want to trade, they are definitely going to, you know, to, to follow you. And in fact, for those who are watching right now, I want all the traders all over, all over the world, please subscribe to Philip Teo program, the online submit, whatever it is, join in because this guy is amazing, Philip. He really make, make sure that everybody's coming here together. So at the time I get a chance to learn from, uh, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Fred Tom, and he introduced me to another mentor from Singapore. I am very sure you know this guy. His name is Mr. Nicholas Tan. Oh, yes, Nicholas. Oh, honestly speaking. Uh, okay, I just want to share with you. Almost all the Singaporean traders or mentors that I met, you all are fantastic people. You all are amazing people. You are meticulous, very studious. You work hard. You're very analytical. So I get a chance to meet Nicholas Tan. So Mr. Fred introduced me. This is the guy from Singapore. He write a 
book about Forex, about this, about that. So, wow. And he'd been experienced in the market for like 20 plus years. He's already been in a bank. So he shared with me his experience and his trading method. So he's very famous with Ichimoku, Fox Patterns, and also the Elliott Wave. I'm sure you like Elliott Wave, right, Philip? No, I don't actually <laughs> particularly subscribe. You know, I mean, I had a look before at it, <laughs> but I suppose that it just didn't fit my worldview of how um, the market works. Right. Um, but I mean, I've heard of other traders that swear that that, that is the, the thing that really helps them become profitable. Oh, so, yes. Yes. so I suppose uh, maybe that's just something like not my calling yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but you, you're more in what? Like a chart patterns? Or? Yes, price. I'm a price action trader. So I, oh, okay. I predominantly, I prefer to look at clean charts and just try to understand the market psychology just by looking at how the price moves using basic trend lines, support resistance levels at most with moving average. And it's really about, to me, it's really more about the risk management aspect of it. Yeah, I see. Oh, that means you are a clean trader then? You like yes, clean I'm a trade. very, very clean trader. I mean, I have, <laughs> over the years, I have tried right. to look at all sorts of indicators, uh, mm -hmm. Elliott Wave, Fibonacci, and it, I, I, I suppose it's due to my character as well. I, I mean, most of mm -hmm. the time I came back to, to the minimalist way of trading thereafter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, mm -hmm. so that was about uh, three years yes. back. So Fred actually straight away, even though you have no experience at all and yes. straight away invited you to learn under him, be an apprentice and start to exactly. uh, train other people. Exactly. Was that, was that a, a hurdle that, that you have to overcome? Because I mean, when you start to train people about it and people ask you, hey, so how have you been trading? How's your performance like? And, and is that a difficult thing to get people around to believing you that you actually knows how to trade and you have the qualification to actually teach them? And that was only about three years back. So can you share with me more about um, how your market experience evolved at that point in time? Okay, so it's like this. Um, you know the sprinter, world fastest uh, runner in the world? His name is Usain Bolt. I'm sure you know yep. about this guy. Now, if you ask one question to his coach, did his coach, uh, you know, get the world record? The first question is, did his, because he needed a coach. During the time, Usain Bolt is not that really good. He's good because of his coach. And if you ask the question, did his coach ever set the world record? Mm -mm. No. So, what Fred Tan teach me actually is like this. What happened is actually there's a two ways to look at it. Some of you is actually, like some of us is actually got a gift really have the gift is actually coaching. Coaching means what? You're actually able to see one person, actually you're able to open that person's real true potential. And after you actually open the, that person's real true potential, that person will actually taking care from that level and you know, go to the next level. So that's the function of the coach actually to open that person's mind. So basically, Fred Thomas actually say that you don't actually need to be the super, super millionaire you know, to teach them. Then only... You, you, know, you, you know, you can become a coach. Like say for example, like you, you know the method of actually how to gain 10% or how to gain 20%. Regardless is what is your amount of your, you know, your account. The trading technique is the same. I say, yeah, that makes sense because at the time I'm just only start with uh, 50K and uh, I got only small. At the time I haven't, you know, we hit like half million or one million. No record like that. But I have a client. I got to tell you this feeling. I have a client that he have a lot of money. He got a few millions of money. So he say he, he came to me one day and he asked me this question. He said that seems like you can teach in technical analysis. What is your record? 
And I got to tell you, honestly, I say that I don't have amazing record, but I have a method that what I use personally to gain as this, as this, as this much, as this much, but my capital is small. Of course, it's my capital is big. The trading technique is the same. So he look at me with a feeling of like, this guy telling the truth. You're not, you're not BS me. You're telling me the truth thing. I say, yes, sir. I mean, look, you have a big amount. I don't have the big amount, but I have that technique actually right here to share with you. Would you like to learn from this? He said that, yes, I'd like to learn this. So he took one of the trade, one of my clients, he actually having a bigger capital than me, and I share with him that technique. And just imagine that um, he shared with me after he learned this few methods, he started with about uh, 500,000. And the first three months that he used that method, he generated his first 100,000 profit. How about that, Philip? How so $100,000 within how long? Uh, within three months. Within the three Malaysian, months. Yes, so that's about Malaysian like stronger. a 20% gain in three months. Yes. Yes. And uh, is that based on like um, intraday kind of trading uh, methodology no, 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 no. or no, no, no. was it based on a longer time frame? So he's he going to swing. So somewhere between three weeks to three months. So some of the stock that he swing three weeks, uh, two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, some is actually he keep about two months. So after com combine all together, he gained almost 100,000. So it's a combination of like two weeks, three weeks, some no intraday. No intraday, like you trade today, you settle at the end of the day. No, 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 no. They hold. Mostly they have to hold it slightly longer. So, so this is the client that actually I'm talking about. Like, you know, they asked me a question like, did you have, you know, a big success record? I say, no, but I have this method. So where you learn this method? Of course, right here from my mentor, Fred Sam. That's why that he, he mentioned to me. So I'm going to guide you along the way. So of course, I got to tell you, uh, Philip, I got a lot of hurdles when during the first time when I share because everybody asks ask me, what is your prior background? What do you have? Why do you have this? So it's a bit challenging for me. You see, everybody is talking about a coach and they want to say that, did you achieve this? Did you drive Lamborghini already? Did you have a big mansion already? So that is my expectation before they, you know, like, like, like they're going to ask me this question. But to be frank with you, throughout the most of the trader that I met, because so far right now I've been coached almost like 1,500 people already, 1,500 traders already from, you know, from younger age to senior age. Actually, to be frank, very seldom people asking me what car you drive, how much money that you already make. They, they only ask me a question like, can you guide me actually what should I do with this next step? What should I do with this kind of stock? What is the technical analysis? So I was amazed by that. And I start to continue, you know, to increase my confidence actually in teaching. So I want to thanks a lot to my mentor, Fred Sam, and of course my Sifu Nicholson, and of course few of my mentors like Asri. So, and Benny Lee, they're helping me a, a lot. So this is my, my program right here. I start to, I start with both career right here, Philip. I start by, you know, become a trader. At the same time, I'm a coach as well. So I got a two, two career suddenly. And do I, I get, do I get paid in both? Yes. I got to pay this with you. I got paid in both. Yes. I see. I see. Fantastic. So before we go on to the part where I will actually dive deeper to ask you more about your trading philosophy and the mm -hmm. methodology that you personally advocate and trades. Um, now to those of you who are watching this interview right now, uh, before I go on to 
pose more questions to uh, Azon with regards uh, to his trading experiences. I just mm. want to take a moment to share with you another opportunity to listen to Azon again beyond this interview. Yeah. In the upcoming Online Trading Summit 2019, Azon will be doing a presentation on this particular topic, the five rules to buying stocks on the dip. Right, yep. Azon, can you share a little bit more on what you'll be covering in this presentation just to give um, our audiences some kind of insights and uh, how could your presentation be helpful for our audiences out there? Okay, uh, this is going to be very amazing topics, five rules of BioNDIP. Now, I want to share with, especially for those who trade in stock, this is the experience that I managed to get during the past four years. So I want to share with you actually how to buy because honestly speaking, uh, Philip, that I like to buy when the stuff is cheap, okay? So a little bit cheaper. And I don't like to lose much money. I'm not saying breaking out is not good, but I'm saying that when you buy on deep, it gives you more rooms, okay, for your money management. So I'm going to share for this coming training program, uh, coming uh, on, uh, online summit program, I'm going to share with you the five rules of buying on deep. And this kind of method right here, uh, I'm going to share with you that it's not only can it be applicable in Malaysian stocks, it's also applicable to New York Stock Exchange. I mean, if those who are trading, uh, you know, uh, international stocks. So the reason being is like this. The reason why I want to share with all of you why you need to learn these five rules of BioNDIP because number one, it gives you money management, a very, very good, well-controlled money management. It means risk is well-controlled. That's number one. Number two, you don't have to be in front of your screen all the time using this method because some of you is intraday trader. You have to look it every day. Now, this method is actually designed for those who are very busy. You have a lot of work to do. You know, you have a house chores. You're busy with meeting. If you're doctors, you know, you're busy with your, you know, operating datas. So this method right here is actually allow you to actually after you're coming back from your work, you can watch it and you can monitor what is the performance on the daily. So if there's any sudden surge or any volatility happen in between, you will not scared by it. Okay, and then number three right here, the reason being I want to share with you these five rules of BioNDIP because for me, the return is incredible, incredible. So based here, usually it's quite easy for you to gain somewhere between five to 10% or even 20% potentially, potentially. I gotta say this word, potentially. All right, so this is the three things I did. So I'm so excited for those who are about to join this online summit. I'm gonna share with you these five rules of uh, buying dips for the stock market here. And if you get a chance to learn this, use it and apply it and hopefully you will get amazing results from this. Sounds great, Azon. I'm sure our audiences uh, will be looking forward to hearing what you have to share with regards to buying stocks on the dip. Now, yep. for those of you watching this video right now, if you have always personally favor buying stocks during the pullbacks, but not very sure how to go about implementing such strategy, yep. be sure to check out Azon's session in the summit. Right? And to find out the date and the time for Azon's session in the Online Trading Summit 2019, please remember to pay a visit to onlinetradingsummit.com. All right, Azon, back to more questions on your own personal experiences of philosophy and trading best practices. All right, so mm. what is your main philosophy about trading? Okay, mm -hmm. with regards to your own personal trading as well as what you teach um, your students that let's say if there's three main things that you would like to impart to anyone who is starting out to trade, what would the three main things you want them to focus on? 
Okay, first of all, trading is a skills. Okay, trading is a skills. Uh, everybody can learn this. For me, this is the one thing is trading is a skills that you must learn because why? Because why? Uh, one day you don't know what exactly happened to you. At least one of the things that at least you should have within you, if say for example, you don't know how to run business, you don't know how to you know, open up a new franchise or what, at least you can use this method right here as a skill for your surviving for your family. That's number one. And then number two, I always have this philosophy whenever I trade. Uh, this is what I've been using every single day. Every time I trade, I always begin with how much I can risk first. What is the risk that I can control first? So this is one of my philosophy every time I trade. So what is the risk that I can control, okay, that I can uh, accept? Like what in your book right here, I, I have to be agree with you, Philip. In fact, your book, Traders Mentor, is really, really awesome. Like Adam Grimes, Gary Yang, one of the, 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 the traders that I feel I feel I got resonate with, with him. I feel like I've got connected. Uh, with him, Gary Young from Singapore, right? So I only risk about like 2% or the most maximum, if I become so aggressive, I will only risk 10% from my capital. But I will, most of the time, I will play around 1% or 2%, okay? And then um, the trading philosophy right here, trading need to be fun, okay? Trading need to be fun. I'm talking about, it's not that you just simply be happy so much, when you make so much money or you're being so, so devastated or sad, you know, when you lose money. But I want you to look actually as the overall concept here is actually trading is fun because you will learn how actually how you grow along the process. You want to see actually how you're able to actually, you know, grow your portfolio into a certain period of time. So for me, one of my philosophies actually whenever I see trading is one of the extra subject right here and I want to be, you know, fun with it. And plus, I just want to share with you that whatever happened in trading is only remain there in a trading. I will never bring it outside from what happened. Like say for example, if I lose money right here or I just cut loss right here, I will never bring that one outside from that trading room. Everything will stay in the trading room. So one of my philosophy right here is actually I, want, I, I just want to share with all of you is make trading is in, in, a, in a fun way. I see, I see. All right, so let's get started with a little bit more about, uh, a, a chat about more about the technical analysis part okay. of your, your trading uh, flow. Um, mm -hmm. As uh, we mentioned earlier on, you are a designated a CFTE as well as MSTA. So yep. I suppose that technical analysis would be the main forte for you. All right, so Absolutely. on a technical analysis perspective, do you think that everything you learn in technical analysis really works and how should one actually decides what is that technical analysis tool to use? Is there some considerations involved or should he be like using all the technical indicators and uh, overlays and stuff out there for his trading? Wow, I think this is the, the, the most interesting part right here because technical analysis is actually very, very broad. I believe this is, is what you feel the same. Um, because you don't want actually the same indicator use, you know, giving the same, you know, same signal or same amount. But like this, like what should you like a clean uh, chart, right, Philip? Like what yes. you mentioned, you like clean chart. I am actually the same with you. I love to begin everything with a clean chart, but I'm going to impart first the most basic part right here that will never fail in my chart. I must have a trend line. Trend line is always be there in, in uh, on my chart. And the next, next thing is right here that 
I will, I will use is actually chart pattern. I'm going to begin with this first when I do my technical analysis. Then I will overlay the direction, which is I will introduce the moving averages, you know, uh, exponential, either short, medium, or long term, and I'll be part in part of it. But most of my uh, major decision until today, I'm going to share with you, is 80% is based on technical analysis. But, 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 but. I will put 20% consideration on the fundamental. Hmm. Yes. I cannot say that I let go all the fundamental and I will swear by God that I only will use technical analysis to the rest of my life. No, no. I will bring in fundamental as well because uh, some fundamental right here, they were going to work together. They will be synchronized together. So for me, like if a technical, but I'm going to begin with technical analysis first. If I see that the TA is doing good, then I'm going to uh, see the FA about the company. So if, if the fundamental is already good and both of them synchronized, it gives me more confidence actually to, to write this talk. But I'll put 20% of it, uh, you know, on this. Now, back to the question about, uh, you know, you don't want to use, you know, uh, the indicators so that you don't want to have a two indicators actually showing the same thing. So this is what we call my, my, uh, uh, micro uh, linearity. Okay. So, so you don't want actually the two indicators showing the same thing. So you need to discard certain, uh, you know, indicators that are showing the same thing. And actually you want to put another indicators, you know, to, to be in part of it and to show different things. Now in, in the market is only three ways happen in the market. It's always been like this. Either the market is uptrending, it is going to be downtrend, it is going to be sideways. Indicators like, um, you know, trend following, they're going to be doing great, definitely, Philip, during, <laughs> during when it's trending. But when it is sideways, you need to introduce another system, which is the oboe system, the overbought and oversold system, that this time right here that you see the trend uh, following, move, uh, you know, especially like moving average, you're going to get whipsaw here. So you need to actually design a system that is actually be smart actually when it's trending, but be a little bit smart also when it's going to be in a side way. So you need to have that kind of, uh, you know, uh, what I call uh, indicators right here to read and it's able to switch. It can tell you, hey, okay, the, the trend is already, is, is done. Right now it's going to go to sideways. Okay, so sideways, you can play a different, different, uh, different trading style, but when it's coming trending again, it resume again, you can use back uh, the method you have. Okay, so I see. yeah. Okay, so as well, can I, can I just backtrack a bit because there's one question I should have asked before I get you to dive into technical analysis. And this oh, is yeah. probably one of the most difficult, difficult issues that most traders, especially new traders deal with, which is, before I even do analysis on the individual instruments, how do I even shortlist such a big universe of instruments out there in the world on a global stage into a manageable size before I even start doing analysis on the individual ones to look for trading setups? Especially considering that in modern days, it is pretty easy. I'm not sure whether in Malaysia, that's the same case as well. It's so easy to trade any instrument uh, on any of the exchanges uh, globally. So how do you filter down that thousand, tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of instruments into a smaller subset that you can actually do your analysis on? How, what, is, what is your personal take on that? Okay, so if you want to have a very good technical indicator that can help you actually for your trading, regardless for your stocks or for your currencies, uh, it has to begin with the first step is you need to have 
you cannot escape this. You need to have a moving average. I, I'm sure you very agree on this, right, Philip? You need to have a moving average, but moving averages is divided into uh, many type of moving average. You have linear weighted, you have simple, but my favorite right here, if for those who want to trade, you, for me, I found that like exponential moving average is the best because it's always stick with the price. It, it, it understand the character of the price. So all that my technical indicator, I always put in a moving average, exponential moving average. And like say, for example, you trade stocks, uh, you cannot run away with this moving average. You need to have a 20, 50, 100 and 200. It's like a common thing, but it's very powerful. Yeah, so you have a 20, 50, 100 and 200. Commonly 20, 50, very nice for you to do swing. Okay, this moving average. Next thing that you need to have uh, on your trading uh, system, you need to have stochastic. Okay, stochastic by George Lane. So for me, if you want to actually, beside that you having uh, you know trend uh, you know trend following, you have stochastic is actually to tell that when is actually the certain price right here is already you know overbought. Okay, when overbought or when into a level which is the oversold level. So the stochastic is actually can tell you because the good thing about stochastic I found out here is. Yes, it's true. Stochastic is going to be very, very good doing it this sideways. But actually, when it's trending, stochastic is also can be used as to empower back uh, the trend. Regardless, for those who are trading in Forex, you will find that stochastic actually can help you also doing when there's a pullback for you to actually do the shot uh, for your markets. Yeah. So, so is, yeah. is that how you attempt to filter down the uh, instruments to look at? Is that, are you talking more about looking for trading setups already? Or are you talking about using uh, stochastics and moving average to narrow down your, your watch list to a certain extent? Oh, okay. You're talking about stock watch list, is it? Yes, like, yes. How, oh, do you narrow, okay. how do you narrow down, like, let's say, <laughs> if let's say on Bursa, a few hundred stocks okay. or in uh, US market, there's a few thousand stocks. How do you actually narrow down the list to focus on which one to look for trading setups? Okay. So first of all, you're talking about the set, uh, you know, the proper flow of actually refine everything into the best stocks to select. Am I right? Yes. I yes. Right? Okay. First step, what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do back in Bursa. Number one is my general rule here. I am going to go begin with the volume traded, volume traded, volume unit. So anything is about uh, 4,000 uh, lots and above, I will make sure that it will be put under my watch list. The reason being, being is if I have any stocks that above 4,000 lot, 10,000 lot, 100,000 lot, or perhaps 500,000 lot traded within that day, it's showing that this stock actually do have liquidity. Okay, so you need to have a liquidity first. You don't want to buy the stocks that you buy in a big amount and you get a very nice ROI on your portfolio, but the day that you want to sell, Philip, there's nobody want to pick up. It, that's a big problem, right? I have a yes. friend like, you know, they buy the stocks and he show me his portfolio. I say, hey, as I look at my portfolio, I get 95% right here. I say, sell it. I cannot sell it. I say, why? Uh, you know, the, the liquidity is not that good. <laughs> so he's the one moving up the price. And if he sells, he's the one moving down the price. <laughs> exactly. So this is the thing. So for me, number one rule is actually, I must have a look on the volume first. So I'm not sure whether in Singaporean stock is going to be the same. But I'm sure that the concept will be almost similar. Am I right? Am I right here, Phil, uh, Philip? Yes, yes. So yes. you got to look at, at the, the, the liquidity first. Liquidity means actually you can buy or sell. I'm going to look at the volume of 4,000 to, you know, 
4,000 to uh, 10,000 and above. Uh, my mentor, Fred Sam, he liked to see 10,000 lots uh, daily traded and above. So you're going to begin with that one. Yeah. So next thing is right here. I'm going to begin with, uh, I'm going to look at the stocks first. While I'm already screening down, we actually have a special screener as well. We call it the breakout screener. Okay, the breakout screener, which stock actually just break out freshly from consolidation point. Okay, so from like flipping point and suddenly it's breakout. Breakout, not only just breakout nicely, but it's also breakout with a nice volume. Like today's volume is actually uh, higher than previous five days or previous yesterday or previous week. So it's showing that the buying interest is already there. Means, means somebody already have the interest or the player already have the interest actually to push that kind of stock. So I'm going to filter that one more into another new basket. Okay, so I'm going to begin with volume first and I'm going to begin with the breakout first. So while I'm, I'm divided into what is all the breakout, here is the next step right here. I'm going to break out which one is going to be a penny stocks, which one is not so penny stock, which one is the, you know, a bit expensive. So main chip, you know, like a blue chip. Blue you know? chip. Yeah, so it's divided into until the, my, my, uh, you know, penny stocks. Why I want to do so is because usually the penny stocks, Okay, the penny stocks, it can go as high as it can, but, <laughs> but when it falls down also, it can fall down as much as it can. It's very volatile for the penny stock, okay? So, which means I'm still going to trade this kind of stock, but I'm not going to put a lot of money there. So, I'm going to segregate. So, penny stocks, normally, you need to open yourself with 15% risk. Some of you say, well, 15% is a lot, but yeah. Welcome. That is the game of penny stock. It can volatile between 15% to 30%. Look, you're buying 20 cent stock, 30 cent stock. Do you expecting just a 5% risk? Mm -mm. It's not going to work. So, so when you mention like a 5% risk or 15% risk, is that the amount of risk on your capital or is that the risk you're talking about based on the price? Uh, based on the price. I mean, if say for example, you have uh, 10,000 capital altogether. Okay, so now you're mentioning to yourself that I only can risk certain percent of amount. So you have to reverse back that calculation. But when you put back into the penny stock, you have to consider how, like say for example, penny stock, the risk after we calculate, the volatility will give you about 15%. So you have to reverse back the calculation by reducing the number of amount that you invest in that particular penny stocks. Yeah, in order for you to make up overall amount of the risk that you, you mm. can handle. So I'll begin with this with this three. Uh, because the reason being actually for, for a lot of Malaysian traders, they like the stock actually that moving fast, quite high. They don't like mm. the blue chip stock because <laughs> you know the blue chip stock when they move is like, uh, you know. Move up slowly, yeah. pulls back. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but when you go down also, Philip, it's, it's gonna go down, mm, yeah, very slow. So they like to find the stocks that actually between, you know, moving very fast and very quick. So one of the tips right here that I always like to share uh, with a lot of traders right here is, I always tell them, how do you know that kind of stock is actually moving very fast or very slow? Even though stock is priced of $1 or one ringgit or two ringgit in back in Malaysia, okay? So how do you know that stock is actually is a very, we call it like, we put it like into like weight, okay? Which stock is a light weight, okay? Which one is a middleweight? Which one is a heavyweight? <laughs> so normally my tip is actually, I will share with them is look at the issued and paid up. Hmm. Look at the issue and paid up share. If the, if the issued and paid up share, the number is very small, within like 100 million to 500 million, okay, 
this kind of stock is mm, very easy to fly. So you do you mean do you mean the market capitalization of that particular stock? Yes, yes, and also the number of issued and paid up share to the market. To the market. That means like, uh, the, the shares num- floating out in the market. Exactly. What is the number of floating shares in the market? So if, if the market have about like 100 million to 500 million unit shares to be around. So you know this kind of stock is actually easy to be pushed up, easy to be pushed down as well. And I'm going to go for middle one is between 500 million to 1 billion. Okay. And of course, the heavyweight is you know that they're going to have a billions of unit and more. And, yes. and, and more. So usually they will ask this question like, which stocks that actually can go up high and low? The capital is very small. So which one actually I can roll slightly better? So I will normally tell them that you can begin with the middle or lightweight. But the problem is, uh, you know, uh, with the penny stock and the lightweight is the risk, the volatility. It can go as high. Even I got to tell you, Philip, that in Malaysian stock, some of the stock here that really can go as high as 100% a day. Seriously, it can go up also 60% a day. <laughs> it can go up to that range. So we also have a stock that can go up to 30%, right? So they, they have this kind of trade, you know, go. So this is one of the methods I share with them that look, you're going to find the stocks that, you know, move to this level. Okay. So that's, that's how I'm going to screen on it. Okay. So what I share with you first is going to be based on the volume. And after that, I'm going to segregate also based on the price. Now, I also have another method that I select to further refine. Okay, to further refine is actually look at the candlestick, the price pattern. Now, I'm, I'm going to share with you this. Seriously, what happened in, uh, in Malaysian market right here? I can know by just look at the chart, I can know that that particular stock is manipulated. I don't like to say this word, but I can tell you that there's a stock is actually been manipulated by certain players. They call it the syndicate. When we heard the word syndicate, it sounds like very bad, right? But no. Syndicate is actually the player that actually they, they move up price up and down. I'm sure that you know about this, Philip. It's in you know, for the past 30 years. So I gotta tell you that when I look at the certain charts right here, I'm gonna tell that even though the price is cheap, but I will tell you that this stock right here, don't touch it because I know that it's been played and been controlled by certain. Okay. Now, uh, the regulation in Malaysia right here is still going to be improved because this one is it's going to take time. But I can look at a chart right here and I'm tell to all my traders that Mm-mm, this kind of chart, no, 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 don't ever think about to touch it. Because that kind of chart I would share with you that they have a pattern, like it's very well organized kind of pattern, you know, the chart. So normally I will tell them, please don't touch this kind of talk. They will be going out from my filtration process as well. So I'm going to tell with them that trade the stocks that have a very flow, very, yes. very good yes. flow. And I suppose that such stocks that can be so easily manipulated, their liquidity shouldn't be too high as well, right? Otherwise, if there's a lot of market participants with a lot of money flowing in and out, it will be hard to try to manipulate them in the first place. So, and, yeah, I, I got to tell you that I feel sorry to, 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 you know, to hear this, but this is what happened, especially for those who have a very small capital, because usually when they have a small capital, they say that, oh, Philip, I couldn't afford the stocks that $1, $2. I only can afford the stocks that 20 cents or 15 cents. There you go. They fall into the wolf trap where the wolf is ready to eat them. Because they still don't know, they don't attend any courses. They don't trade. They just want to buy cheap stocks. 
Okay, so when they buy these cheap stocks and they get affected and they didn't know that the cheap stocks is actually have a, such a huge volatility that sometimes it can drop even 50% within that day. Can you imagine that they have a small capital right here and they get walloped by these penny stocks? Exactly, exactly. That's what uh, very often I try to get people to stay out from stocks like that as well. Yep. And, and usually I'll just tell them if you do not have enough capital, you have to go to stocks of such low price, then you better just go and earn enough money, build up enough capital base to go for the right kind of stocks that you should okay. be trading. <laughs> yes, yes. That advice that you give is a nugget goal. Yes, you, they need to get some, some big capital. But what if they, they it's not about like, uh, if, if you have 5,000 ringgit or $5,000 sing dollar, or even you have a 2,000 uh, sing dollar. But if you buy even a good stock, you still can gain. You see, you still can buy about uh, $1 stocks, right? In Singapore, you, you still can buy even a stocks like, you know, uh, two ringgit. But this kind of people right here, they say that, oh, it's like $1. I only can get a few units. Yes. I, it's not impressive. But they forgot about, it's all about return on investment. So most of them, those who newbie, most of them, they always have this, fancy of like having a small capital, buy a penny stocks, then boom, it's 100% on next week. And they end up losing more money in the market. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. All right. So let's move on further from here. So you mentioned about uh, the breakout system that you use. And I suppose that you also do look at buying on the dips, which is uh, the other way of getting in. So yes. the one buying on the dips, we'll leave it for the summit. That won't uh, be on the summit. I'm not going yeah, to talk about it. Let's just quickly <laughs> talk about uh, the breakout strategy, um, right. the trade, the main trading setups that you prefer to look at and how do you actually set your stop loss once you decide to get into the trade? Okay, so what happened in Malaysia right here, because uh, previously I'm, I'm together with Fred Thumbs. So normally our breakout system is uh, we're using a turtle system. I am very sure that you know about this uh, turtle system that is uh, very famous by Richard Dennis. It's actually originated by Richard Donchian. Donchian, um, yes. Yeah, Donchian. So he, uh, what, what happened is Richard Dennis, he adjusts a little bit the parameter right here and he built up all these turtle traders. Right, I, I believe Jerry Parker is um, you know, one of them. So, so we use this method right here, but what happened is actually, um, for me, Fred Tham is a genius guy. It's one of my, my mentors and it's a very genius guy. And, and what he do is actually he, he study whether this total trading system breakout is actually work is, you know, as a standalone or you need a stabilizer to coming in. So what he dis discovered right here, Philip, in, in Malaysia is it doesn't work that well, you know? The, 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 Not for Malaysian stocks, you mean? Exactly. Is not for Malaysian stocks exactly, but if you adjust it and you introduce stabilize it together, mm, the result is different. If you use the the uh, the total trading system alone, it's not gonna work well. But if you introduce a stabilizer with, then you can have a good result. So it's true that we use a total trading system right here for a breakout, okay, and we use the lower channel as our stop loss. Okay, so the number that we use is 2010. The lower channel as a stop loss. What do you mean by 2010 then? Okay, so you see in, in channel, they have a 20 days, 10 days. Mm. You, I, I believe that you know about the, the channels, yes. right? Yes. So the channel, normally the upper one, we use uh, 20. Mm. Okay, for the lower one, we use 10. Slightly sensitive. It's not 20, it's 2010. 
Okay, so the 10, the lower channel strike here is to become a trailing stop. A trailing stop while the stock is continue, you know, going up high. So we will use the lower channel right here to become our trailing stop. Now, it also can act as your stop loss directly. Okay, so that's one way. Number two, we can use the 50 moving average as a stop loss. Hmm. Okay, so that's the second method. The third method is we tell to the traders up to themselves is based on their risk appetite because I believe, Philip, you know that none of us have the same risk appetite, right? Another yes. traders, they have 15% risk appetite. Another person, they have only very low uh, risk appetite. So the third method that we tell to our clients or to the traders is it's up to them. They can decide what is their, their risk appetite. So that is the third method. Now, when you talk about that, there's a few methods like using the lower low, right? Using the low as a, you know, as a, as a support. Usually, usually the channel of a, uh, you know, the channel of a dungeon will take in care that too. So that's why we don't need to look at the, the lower level already because the channel already did a great job for that one. So that is actually how we do the stop loss for the. I see. Trade. So to, to 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 summarize it, it means that if the price goes to a new twenty period high, you get yep. into the trade. Yep. And once you get into the trade, if the price drops below the ten period low, mm -hmm. the stop will be hit. Yes. And you will continue to stay in the trade as long as the price remains above the ten period. Yes. Uh, low point. Mm -hmm. In a way. Yes. Okay, so do you actually apply this in uh, shorting stocks as well or do you predominantly suggest just using this for a long perspective, long angle? Exactly, it's only for long perspective. Uh, you don't use this one for shorting. I don't recommend. <laughs> I, I don't see. recommend because uh, if for those who want to use uh, shorting, uh, you know, you have to optimize, you know, bit this, this system. Again, yeah. I'm... And what we see here is uh, pretty much that we can see is uh, because Malaysian stock is, um, I can say that is quite almost technical, not too bad. It's like, of course, like, like some people say is uh, the market is inefficient, in right? So, but in Malaysian stock, like, okay, still not too bad. You know, the technical part in this area, you know, still can be used. But if like other part right here that you probably need to optimize a little bit, because sometimes when it drops, you maybe need to change your channel, maybe to eight, maybe to, you know, to seven, you have to check based on the character and you have to do study on that. Uh, like based on this method right here, there's a book, there's a, there's a thesis on this already. It's done by Mr. Fred, uh, Mr. Fred. And he already submitted even into International Federation of Technical uh, Analysis. So it's not something that he taught. You know, he did a study. There's a, there's a number on it. So if, if somebody want to say that, there you go. There's a data to show. So, but of course it can be further optimized. Uh, like for the short thing, yes, uh, you need to have a channel that, you know, uh, a bit slightly, you know, uh, we call more sensitive because I think this is like a, like a law of gravity. Sometimes when, when the stocks, you know, it takes time to go up high, it will take time. But Philip, you realize that when it drops, mm, Yeah, it tends to be faster. That's why some of trader, when the stock is ready to, you know, to, to, you know, to drop, they usually love to short more rather than, you know, they, they long. I, I've seen this kind of trader that, you know, they, they, they short the CFDs, you know, the CFDs, you know, the option trade. They do this kind of thing, you know, more towards like, uh, you know, bearish side. Yeah. I see. And do you generally suggest that this kind of methodology can be applied 
regardless whether it's like a long-term position trading or maybe even short-term intraday trading, can the methodology be similarly applied? Maybe just need to change the parameters? Yes. Okay. This is a very interesting question. Now, uh, can this method use for the intraday? Like somebody today, they just want to buy today and they want to sell today and that's it. You know, they just want to make quick. Tomorrow, they start another new day again. Yes. But with one condition here, the condition is actually make sure that the breakout is the it's not like already two days breakout, the third day breakout. It's like four days already breakout from the consolidation point. It seems like a little bit too late already. So don't take that okay. time. So it's about intraday breakout, which means you probably got to use intraday periods um, for that breakout criteria. Exactly, exactly. So now for those who want to swing, obviously this, this program is nice for you to swing up the position trade. This kind of method is, is very, very good because... Um, of course, there will be sometimes, you know, it'll be volatile a little bit, but it's able to actually give you, you know, a room to sustain. So that's the function of the stabilizer that I mentioned to you that one trader actually need to have is actually the moving average of 50 days, 50 EMA. How do you use this stabilizer then? Okay. You see, most of the, the traders sometimes that they want to know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's already break out and continue up high. So they have a question like, ooh, you know, is it time to exit now? Is, or, or is it this, this one is too high already? So, you know, sometimes when it go up high, you know, it pull back a little bit. Some of them, you know, they get freaked out a little bit, right? Like, oh, it start to pull back. Look at my ROI. It start to drop instead of a 20%. Now it start to drop to 15%. They get a little bit shaky. And they start to say, hey, my 5%, if I know that, I will take that in 20%. But you need to have a stabilizer there. Look, hey. It's still, you know, within. It's still upper in the 50 EMA. So you're still okay. Like, so now it, it gives the trader like, oh, okay. It's still within 50 EMA. So let's see. So when it touch, usually Malaysian stock market, usually when it touch 50 EMA, it can act like a support. It can, mm. it can just rebound magically like that. Okay. So when it rebound magically up, up just like that, okay. So it gives you like, oh, okay. This is just another pullback before it continue to go up high. With cases after cases after it just pull back a little bit in this area when they rebounded it's like rebounded like quite high even higher than and it gives you even more juice like instead of you get 20 percent you can go up like a 30 percent even to 60 percent kind of kind of trade i so, see so basically yeah. what it means is that on top of that like 10 period um, um trailing stop that you yeah. have you also use this like a 50 days ema so whichever the price touch and breaks first, you will yes. get out. Because yes. just in the event where there is a black swan event, market crash, within one to two sessions, it goes beyond or, or, or much more than uh, necessary, you actually get out. So you actually use these two as a way to trail uh, yes. the position. Yes, yes. But again, it's like this. You don't want, sometimes, I got to tell you that uh, during my, my session later on, I will share with you that uh, there's, there's, uh, there's uh, some things that you can add on. But I will share with you a little bit here also today that sometimes some people get panic, right, Philip? Where actually when the prices went down, you know, some of them, they're too strict. Like, oh, as long as it's penetrated below than 50 MA, I'm going to get out from this kind of trade. But they forgotten to actually look at the volume at a time. So you see when the price really went down and you look at the volume, it's just a little bit, it's very small. So what does it tell you that, Philip, if, if the volume is too small? It means it's actually not much selling. It's actually only the still many traders still inside, 
but you see the volume is just relatively small. Means this player right here just want to sell. Probably they want to go for holiday, or probably they they don't want to trade for this week, so they just want to sell. But at at that moment, at the time, the real buyer have not in yet. But when you look at the volume here, this called just a weak sell. It's a for me, that is a discount actually. So that volume relation is very important. So end up sometimes when you out prematurely. Okay, and then you see another fresh volume coming in. Zoom, the price go up. Then you say, "Oh, I should, mm, I shouldn't sell early." But there you go. Again, I always tell to the traders: if you think that the volume coming in, don't worry. You always have re-entry strategy again. Don't yes, feel yes. bad about that. But be careful about when the price go down too strong and the volume went up too high. Means the price go down, volume too high. You know, it's really supporting that. You know the trend is going to be heavy sell off. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's heavy. It's going to be heavy selling off. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. So let's move on to a topic which I am very particularly uh, adamant about addressing with all the people who I interview in these trading conversations, is with regards to risk management and position sizing. Um, what is your thought or the methodology you advocate with regards to risk management and how to size your trades so that you can control your risk? Okay, so like like I mentioned here, uh, you you need to have a very nice spreadsheet for this because, um, for me, if I see a trader that with you know Excel file means actually they really know what they're doing. Okay, meanwhile those who don't have the Excel file, they don't have the trading journal. Uh, I believe there's one guy mentioned. Is it Edmund Lee? If I'm not mistaken, is his name? Edmund Lee, yes, from the Philippines. From Philippines, he he mentioned about the trading journal. I think that is amazing. That is, is absolutely amazing. So. Like say for example, like you have a big capital right here, and you willing to actually risk ten percent out of it, but it's not the end yet. You see, it's more complex than that. So you're gonna take a ten percent out of this as a total calculations. Okay. Now, if you trade in stocks, again, like I mentioned to you, you have to divide it into three level here. So if you have a blue chip, okay. And then you have a green chip, and you have the penny stocks right here. You have to divide it into three. So usually, usually, out of the you know a ten percent total contributions. So say for example, if you 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 trade the blue chip stocks, so usually you allow your stop around five percent because blue chip is quite okay around around five percent. So meanwhile, stocks that ranging between one dollar to you know ten dollars that, that you know slightly less volatile, which you usually very nice one, uh, they swing very nicely as well, not too volatile as well. So I call that one is a is a middle weight kind of a stocks. Usually you give yourself around seven uh, to ten percent of risk. Meanwhile, another one which is the penny stock, okay, which is the penny stocks, you're going to give about fifteen percent. Now segregation out of this ten percent, you segregate again with these three classes of stocks, is actually you need to put only about twenty to twenty five percent, or perhaps the highest one is only thirty percent. On the micro, or we call it um, the penny stocks. Okay, don't put a lot on the penny stocks. Usually, you can put more a lot inside the middleweight kind of stocks and the heavy, heavy kind of stocks. So usually, you can balance up in in between. So maybe this one is already uh, you know, thirty percent. So you can divide it right here. Maybe thirty-five, thirty-five. Okay, thirty-five, thirty-five. Or the best is you put it here. Uh, penny stocks is about twenty percent, and you put here forty percent, forty percent. Because sometimes blue chip stock is you know gonna take you sometimes. So it's more about the the diversification within the risk. 
So, so uh, hmm. I, I don't quite get what you mean by that 15%. So let's say, for example, I have $100,000 right now. Okay. And there's these penny stocks that I want to buy. The current price is at $1. All right. Okay. So how do I calculate how many shares to buy based on these parameters? Okay. And you... assuming that uh, you mentioned that the stop loss is based on the 10 period uh, breakdown, right? Right. Which means that when if it hasn't happened yet, you won't know exactly why, where is your stop loss going to be because you need that 10 period to show you where that cut loss price is going to be. So which means you don't have a cut loss price, absolute price yet. How do you go about sizing, deciding the number of shares to buy in this case? If you can just give a very simplistic... Okay, um, um, make it this way. Um, to be very, very simple. Okay, so you have $100,000, uh, you know, right? Trading so, capital. Trading capital. Okay, so now out of all, out of all, okay, you don't want to risk, say, for example, overall. Okay, first of all, as, as I mentioned right here, um, all of us have a totally different risk appetite. Like, like, let me ask you a question right here, Philip. Like, if you have 100,000 capital, what is actually your risk size first? I mean, your risk appetite first. You mean the amount overall. that I'm willing to risk drawing down? Yes. Maybe about 10% max, 15%? Hmm, you see? So out of 10%, right? So out of this 10%, so you need to segregate from, from these, three, these three type of level of the stocks right here that can contribute back to this mm. 10%. Because your major goal is actually not to lose more than 10,000 ringgit. Yes. Oh, sorry, $10,000. $10,000, okay? yes. Doesn't matter, $10,000. Yes. So your aim is actually this $10,000 is the clue. Never risk, regardless if coming from which level, penny stocks or you know, middle kind of stocks or blue chip kind of stocks, it doesn't matter as long as it does not contribute. But out of this contribution right here, out of this contribution of 10,000, you don't want to put too much shares, you know, at the, at the penny stocks that can contribute back to this 10,000. So out of this 10,000 here, 10,000 here, the, the risk that you can, you know, you can, you can risk, 15% or 20% will be at the stocks. I mean, mm. say for example, like 10,000, 2,000, will be for the penny stocks. Mm. Means the penny stock, uh-uh, you cannot go more than 2,000 loss. Your maximum cap is $2,000. That's it. I'm done okay. with the penny. Then okay, the balance, okay. So, uh, so on that yeah. point, if let's say I can only allocate 2,000 potential loss to penny stocks. Mm -hmm. So right now, there is this penny stock I want to get in right now. The current price is $1. Mm -hmm. How do you actually calculate the number of shares to buy for this penny stock? Is it... You just yes, you have to reverse. You have to reverse. Take two thousand dollars, divide by the current price of one dollar, mm. so you can buy two thousand shares. Yes. Okay. Yes. So which means that you are actually allocating this two thousand loss to a potential maximum loss, assuming yes. that this stock goes bankrupt, yeah. and you are losing this two thousand dollars, right? So so actually, it's like uh. the best way to calculate is actually you have to begin with a chart first. Mm. Chart first. Now you're gonna measure. So in in there's a software actually you can measure your percentage of risk. Yes. Uh, I, I believe your software also can do that, right? Trade the, mm. trade the wave, right? Mm. So you, you can basically measure first, like from this level, the entry price to the lower channel. Say, for example, to the lower to channel. The lower channel, okay. So to you have to channel. like estimate where that lower channel is. You have to begin with that one first. This is very important. You have to measure the, the, the risk first. So you measure that one first. So if you measure that one and you saw it, oh, this is about, you know, a 10% level from this mm, mm. okay so now you have to reverse back calculation okay so if i want to put uh you know um twenty thousand ringgit at uh, twenty thousand dollar here twenty thousand dollars just for these stocks 
I'm going to put in. If worst come to worst, how much I'm going to lose? Ten mm. percent, right? Which 10%, is how much? Yes, two thousand dollars. So that's how you calculate mm. the number of shares to buy. So that is the maximum I can lose because from my total ten thousand dollar, I cannot lose more than two thousand dollar for penny stocks. I see. I see. So you see. must you must do the calculation from the chart. So if you cannot, you adjust your capital because the risk in the chart, the the volatility in the chart is the character of the particular. Uh, you know the stock. So the usually the best is actually you go for the lowest low, right? And then you give some more a breather. Usually you don't want to be too technical. Like oh, if this 10% really 10%, give a little bit room, like somewhere between 13% again, because you know there will be a time there's a fake breakout, right? There's a fake breakout and suddenly it move up. So you give a little bit room to breathe. So you adjust a little bit instead of a uh, $20,000, maybe you reduce it a little bit, but you increase the risk. So at the end of the day, you still got to, okay? Increase the risk, still $2,000 risk, increase the risk so that you, there's a room to breathe, but you can adjust the capital amount. I see, I'm, I see. I'm All sure right. you get this so, one, right, Philip? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Ezon, I would love to chat with you more, but we are running yeah. out of time. So yeah. one last question from me. Um, as you mentioned, you have actually um, coached um, more than a thousand traders uh, over the past three to four years. Yep. And uh, if you could share based on what you have seen in all these new traders that you have coached, mm. what do you think are the three biggest issues or mistakes that new traders tend to have when they started trading and how could they potentially overcome these issues? Oh, this is a very good question here. Most of the traders that knew that coming into the market, number one, the mindset. Seriously, this is a very, it's not easy. It's not easy until today. I got to tell you this, Philip. Number one, quick rich mindset. Mm -mm. I, I got to tell you this, Philip. Most of them, they have a quick mindset. Doesn't matter. Whatever their background, they really want to quick, you know, to be rich quickly. So uh, first of all, I'm going to share with all of them. This is not a sprint. This is not a race in trading. It is a marathon run. It's a long term run. That's number one. Uh, number two, uh, is it what you call analysis paralysis? <laughs> that means get stuck. They can't make decisions. They don't move. <laughs> they use too much indicators. You're absolutely right. I think you interview, if I'm not mistaken, Rainer Tio? Is it Rainer? Rainer? Rainer yes, right? yes. Analysis paralysis. I think he, he mentioned that one very quick. Because we don't want to have a too much engineering, uh, curve fitting. This is the second problem that I see a lot of traders. They say, oh, probably this one is not going to do. Why not I change a little bit here? I get a better result. Why I change this one? Uh, okay, honestly speaking, I've been through this process as well. I'm not sure about you, Philip, but it's been true. It's happening to me. I like to find maybe this market will be different. I want to change this a little bit. I want to tweak this a little bit. So analysis process. okay? Number three right here. The biggest problem, and until today, I got to tell you, Philip, is revenging in trade. I got to tell you that I've seen this trader, few of them, they don't want to tell me, but I can check through their account. When they lose this kind of trade, they just feel like they need to make it back quickly. They need to make it quickly as soon as possible. So they become irrational in their trade and they basically become gambler. 
instead of putting the amount, because normally when your amount is shrinking, you still have to do your basic calculation. Still back on 10%, you adjust back. If you grow, you adjust back. If you grow, you scale up back. If you go down a bit, you scale up it back, right? They don't have that kind of mindset. They look at the part where they lost the money and they put the whole chunk right there and hopefully <laughs> they're going to win back all the trade and they want to feel good. That's nice. all. So these three is the main problem right here. But one thing is I've seen, I, I, I want to share with you this one of the big problems that I see. I, I have one trader that lost 50% of the capital. Seriously, she already feel like she want to revenge the market. She start to blame the coach is not good. That one not good. Perhaps I got to tell you, Philip, somebody does join this program. Hmm, maybe they got some, some nugget right here, but they say, ah, this one not good. They turn, they love to blame, 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 blame. So what I do with this person right here is I say, okay, cool down. First of all, look at the market first. Is it the time for you to revenge nicely or not? At the time, the market is so bearish at the time. Uh, if you remember the Greg's, uh, Greece Brexit, right? Back in uh, 2015. Phew, I tell you at the time, the trillion of dollar market in China, everything all tanked down. I believe that you remember that time and how bad it is during with uh, you know, Greece exit, you know, the European Union. So she wants to take advantage and revenge the market, but wrong time. So I tell her that, uh-uh, take your time first. Not now, not now. Take your time first, take a deep breath, look until the market recover. So what happened is actually during 2016, she wanted to say, hey, I need to you know, recover back my, my money. Relax, not the time yet. She said, I've been waiting for one year. <laughs> I've been waiting for one year. I'm not patient enough already. I need to make the money now. I want to break even and I don't want to touch stock market anymore. I'm not sure whether you've seen this case, but it's happening to me. So what happened right here is actually 2017 when the market is still a bit recovering. There you go. She's not only recovering 50% of her portfolio. In fact, she make 50% again out from the whole entire ROI. So, so I suppose she has decided not to give up after all. <laughs> she's still trading right now. She still has the stock stocks. Stock, stock rocking right now. She's a teacher, you know, she has a, a, quite a big amount in, in the market. But yeah, I understand because this money is a hard-earned money. You know that we understand this money is, is, is all hard-earned money, but we want them to be actually rational, actually to, you know, to trade in the right market right now. So, so we, we need to check the whole all overall sentiment. Right now, also, you understand that whatever happened to Trump and China, we're definitely going to have a look at it. And we start to see the inverted curve. Right? We're going to be extra careful already during this couple of years. Right now, we still haven't seen any pullback yet, right? I'm, I'm sure, Philip, you're still, still wondering, whoa. Yes, yes. Like what you say, on bottom line, the long-term uptrend, is it still intact? If it is, who cares what, what, what Trump says or whatever anyone says, right? As long you as are, you are right, Philip. You are right. Yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, Azon, it has been a really insightful session for me and I'm sure that's the case for the audiences as well. So yep. thanks so much again for your participation in this interview. Yeah, I want to actually thank you so much right here. Uh, you know, in, in the bottom of my heart right here, actually, I just want to thank you, Philip. Actually, you did a really great job. Your traders, mentors right here, I recommend some of the friends actually to read it out and you give us a lot of uh, aha moments. So in fact, right here, I want to thank you as well. You did a good job right here to call over all the great mentors right here to share together. So you actually the one right here did a really great job right here. No, no, thank no, no. Don't, 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 don't mention it. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, just like what you are trying to do, uh, I'm also just trying my part to add 
true and real value uh, to the trading community, um, maybe not just in Singapore, but around the region and around the world as well. So um, again, I'm just doing my part to add value to the community. All right, mm -hmm. so thank you so much again, uh, Azon, for participating in this interview. And now for those of you watching this interview right now, before we end today's trading conversation, I'd like to remind you again that Azon will be speaking and presenting in the Online Trading Summit 2019. And if you are keen to learn from Azon and other top traders on how to profit from the financial markets, remember to head to onlinetradingsummit.com and to find out how to participate in this uh, virtual trading conference. And of course, finally, if you would like to keep in touch with Azon, please feel free to visit uh, facebook.com slash Azon Constantine official. Uh, I will share the link uh, below this um, video itself. So you can just click on it. And if you want to connect with Azon, that's how you go about doing it. All right. So um, that's it for now, my friends. Uh, I'm your host, Philip Theo, and I hope to have you joining us again in the next episode of Trading Conversations.